0: Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host Jessica Bergio. We're so excited you're here. Today we're talking all about social media, content creation, and really growing your network through using the power of words. If words don't come as easy to you as some of us, I mean, I can talk a big game, but I can't always write And articulate what it is I'm trying to say. So sometimes my messaging comes across a little confusing, or let's just be honest, all over the place. And it it took many, many years, a lot of hardship and a lot of struggle to kind of like hone in on what my message was. But even then, writing and strategizing the copy that goes along with all the stuff that I'm trying to market for my business can be super overwhelming. And that's when someone like a writing goddess guru comes in and sweeps you off your feet and helps you put out. Thoughtful content that actually converts clients into people into clients that then love you and can speak of you because they read stuff that makes sense to them. So, Jacqueline, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, hello, 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 Jessica! It's so good to be here. Seriously.
0: Oh, so, we had a little chit chat before we we hit the record button, and you know she said a few things, and I was just like, "Weirdos unite!" Yeah, hashtag weirdos. Who else is a pocket weirdo? I'm a closet weirdo. I sometimes present as I have my shit together. It's all a show. And anyone who listens to the show knows that half the time I am a shit show, but I love talking about all things business, how to grow your business and just ways we can make this a online space easier and ways that you can show up on social media that don't feel so in resistance or stressful. So that's where you come in with your agency and what you're creating for people. So Jacqueline not only creates copy, but she really does it for people who she says are true introverts, which I think a lot of us have recently discovered we are introverts versus extroverts. So Jacqueline, talk to us about how you got into this space, because I know you've always been a writer. Where did this passion kind of start from that you realize, hey, this is something I can monetize. People need this and I'm really good at it. So I'm going to toot my horn and help people out.
1: (laughs) I love how you presented that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, <clears throat> writing actually goes back to like when I was probably a teenager I know a lot of us women had like diaries or journals and so I started journaling a good bit. Um, and I, I realized I was a, I was much better at getting my feelings out on paper than I was being able to speak to someone. Um, and so, I really embraced that for a while and like I was into writing throughout high school, entered a lot of contests, lot, like won a lot of awards. Um, all throughout college and whatnot, too, and I noticed that I, like, I loved it, but then I started working for a paper, and I realized, maybe I don't love it, and so, whenever there was, like, this formality to it, I drew away from it, but it's, it's so funny, because now I work for them, or with them again, which is really ironic, (laughs) but, um, I think that's when I first fell in love with it was when I was a kid and then, you know, I get into corporate America and I carried it over into every job that I had writing social media, like, you know, putting together advertisements and whatnot. And I still realize, like, I I like it. Like, I don't understand why people think this is so difficult. Um, And it kind of took me by storm because I didn't, it's always been kind of a no-brainer thing for me, but I never thought that I could make money doing that. So I literally tried everything like I've done every fucking thing. Like I've been a nanny. I was a nanny on and off for like 10 years. And I think that my writing on the profiles got me the nanny job. So I don't even know that it was my qualifications. Like, I just think that my writing was that fuck that like that good. And again, but I didn't think I could, I could make any money with it, you know, because freelance is you usually don't make a lot of money. There's this whole, you know, starving artist image that is portrayed, which is It's not quite that way anymore. If you're into writing and like you want to make money doing writing, not doing writing, but writing, (laughs) doing writing, Um, you can, you can make plenty of money now. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I went through corporate, like corporate America was not making the money I wanted. Really, I'm just not like a good employee, I found out. I always butt heads with the like with the boss and like how how the hell is he in this position this makes no sense to me so anyway started working for myself again hadn't really tapped into writing but it all came together when I had a complete fucking nervous breakdown like this past it was before May of this past year I had a breakdown because I thought that what I wanted to do was be a coach and I'm like everybody else is doing it at least when you're in the coaching world whenever you start realizing like what coaches are, you know, how they help people, the money they're making, there's like you, you fall down this rabbit hole and all of a sudden you want to be a coach. So I was like, oh shit, this is it. I'm going to be a coach. And I (laughs) was just, it's not, it's not aligned for me. Like, I think I'm good at teaching, but again, it was all about writing the programs and all of those things. And I finally just, it was like i've I've made so many connections through my podcast, through networking that I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna see what it's like. And then I launched my copywriting business, um, and this was just been within I think, the past couple of months, and I have just it's again taken me by storm. It is just I had to t- I had to slow down to speed up if that makes any sense. And I went back to the basics, back to like what lit me up when I was a teenager. And it was like writing in my fucking journal, writing my feelings out. And that's when I found this passion, like, all over again. But was able to figure out a way to monetize it with people that I actually enjoy connecting with. Like, not doing it for some asshole that is, you know, not paying me what I'm worth. Not really caring about my well-being. And that's kind of how it all happened, is just... I followed a nudge and people actually enjoy the shit I do. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can get paid for this.
0: That's epic. And I love that story. And I love the journey. And I mean, don't we all love like a good, like a good story like that? Because we hear things like, Oh, I fell into it. It was just my purpose. It was always so easy. Yada, yada, yada. No. Like we want to know that you had to fight your way to figure this out. And it's like with that, or without that, you wouldn't probably appreciate where you are now. Like it's so true and effed up that we have to go through some shit sometimes to figure out like the good stuff. But I love that you also touched on the fact that you thought about being a coach, you explored that space for a little bit and then quickly realized that wasn't necessarily for you. And that, that is something that, you know, coaching early stage entrepreneurs, the, the mastermind that I work for, I really sometimes want to tell them just because you said you wanted to do this doesn't necessarily mean this is what you should be doing. And a lot of them stay in the program until they figure out a niche, like what you just created, which your social media copywriting agency, like, or they t- teach course creation, or they, they do the back end stuff, but they're not, they're not quote a coach in the sense of like, you know, whatever they thought they were going to be. And I think For a lot of people in the beauty industry, we struggle with having bosses, like very much like you were talking about, like people telling you where to go, how to be, what to, all the things. And when you're doing something that you love, but in a way that's really constricted, like you're being told what to edit, what to write, like writing about stuff that didn't mean anything to you, working for, you know, a guy who, you know, you didn't connect with. So it's, it wasn't like letting that creative energy out when you don't have the space to be creative, you're not, therefore you're miserable because you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, in a perfect example you gave was you got those jobs, those nanny jobs based off of how you wrote about yourself and what you, the ability that you could provide for the family. Like that is exactly why copy is so important in everything that we do. Whether you have a website, whether you're trying to build a brand, whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you have a product you're trying to sell, like a hard product, a service product, like you need to have the words make sense and you need to speak to a particular client in a way that relates them to whatever it is you have. So it sounds simple. And so when you say like, doesn't everybody know how to do this? No, we don't. We don't because most people can't give you their elevator pitch. Most people can't even articulate if they're in a space like a coach. So if you're a car salesman and someone says, what do you do? I sell cars. When I was just a hairdresser, what do you do? I cut hair. Like it was very easy for me to answer that question because it was like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And now getting into the coaching space, it's like, It's more difficult to find the words because I think a lot like people want to speak to more people than just a small audience. So when you can niche down and get your messaging clear, shit really takes off for people. So can you walk us through like that process and what it looks like for people to work with you who are struggling to get copy to convert or who are struggling just to be consistent with their copy because they just, they just can't, they just can't get it out. So it's so frustrating. It's there's so much resistance behind it.
1: Yeah, so there's something to understand whenever it comes to writing. And this is this can, I mean, be applicable with, you know, sales, all kinds of different things, but there is psychology behind writing. Okay? So whenever you think about an advertisement, like there are things involved, like a headline statement has to it has to involve, you know, it has to be catchy, but it has to also state benefits. So whenever you start to understand the psychology, either you want to, to make that effort and learn how to do it and you, it lights you up and you're like, oh, yeah, because you're passionate about your product or your service or, you know, whatever it may be that you do or you're trying to sell or you're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to focus on the other things. Um, so, either you want to do it and you want to take on that extra task or you don't. So, they're usually one of two people. Okay, and then if you don't enjoy doing it, obviously, you're not going to be consistent. If it doesn't motivate you, or like you don't feel inspired, or you're not passionate about it, you're not remotely even eager to learn about it, I don't foresee you ever having the inspiration to write to ensue being, you know, consistent. So, I would say if you are one of those people, but you know that you need that, then it's good to talk to somebody like me, you know, or someone you know, that you resonate more with, uh, based on whatever, you know, your, your niche is, because let's be real. Like I, there would be people that I can, I instantly click with. And I I know that if I research them, I can channel, you know, what it is they do, who they're trying to speak to things of that nature. And then there are people who I may not resonate with. So um i would say in order to work with me it's real simple find me on social media and be like hey uh, i heard you and i'd like to i'd like to talk about working together that it's that fucking simple i'm old school like you can text me you can call me i'm good with that um just don't show up at my door
0: there you go i love that okay so aside from copy and writing like for me Speaking is the next best form of communication. And you started a podcast called Just Women Talking Shit, which can we just like have a moment of applause for the name? I'm all about that. I was just telling her I got explicit on this podcast recently, like they like label your podcasts as a, you know, rated R, like how music does too. But um, what is Just Women Talking Shit all about? What, what drove you to start that podcast? And like, what, tell me about it.
1: Uh, so it kills me how the, I didn't realize how like popular moms and females cursing was until I came up with that show. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Tina Fey. Like I'm, I'm fluffing. Like I'm either people either love it or they're like, oh my god, did she really just say that? Um, honestly, um, I don't actually. I do know how old you are. I stalked you a little bit and listened to an episode before we got on, but um considering our ages i think you probably remember ricky lake Mm -hmm. okay well i loved ricky lake growing up i don't know why but i was like i want my own show like the intro even like introverted and all i'm like it, it, it made me feel like you know i could go on and i could get to know people and like that would be the way i got to know people and got my name out there and like it just seemed like a really cool persona to take on and then um i got I got pregnant, and I was at home a lot, and then, so having a lockdown baby is a whole different story, um, but I'm always home to begin with, and so this, this summer, I was like, um, I told you, I had like a meltdown, and I was like, what is going on with me? Like, social media is kind of controlling my life. I need to get back to the basics, and I was like, this is going to be the year that, even though it's, I called it halfway, barely made it, but I was like, there's still half the year, and I'm just going to start doing shit. So it's like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk about shit with ladies. Like, you know, maybe we can't get together, which I don't really enjoy getting together a whole lot. Again, I'm an introvert, you know, like, this is cool for me. But it drains me. Like, my energy will be gone after this. So I'm like, how can I have, like, this thing that's just mine? Like, just mine, like, you know. I can't my bed's not my bed my bathroom time is not my bathroom time like everything is shared in this fucking house i need a moment of sanity and i need to connect with other like like like-minded women but we're living in a world now where it's kind of discouraged so it's like i'm going to start a fucking podcast bam let's do it and i didn't know what in the hell i was doing (laughs) i researched it and i found out i could use zoom And it's just kind of, it's been its own beast since then, but we just sit and do what you and I are doing, except for, I don't really have a a niche per se, except for that I really just, I talk to women and we talk about all the different kinds of shit. Like, seriously, the first episode was with a a woman who experienced child loss. I I didn't know, like... (laughs) I'd never experienced that, you know, outside of miscarriage, so it's was like, I'd like to get to know her story, and she was open about it, and she poured her heart out, and then the next one was about finances, you know, I talked to someone about leaving generational wealth, and then the next one, we I talked to a millionaire, so there's, like, no set tone, except for, like, be there to, like, you know, if we were meeting for the first time, or maybe met at, like, a party, and, like, I'm trying to get a little tipsy, you're trying to get a little tipsy, we're sitting on the couch and we crossed eyes and we're like, hey, you want to talk? We don't know anybody here. Let's share our souls together, like that kind of connection. That's all I wanted out of it and it wound up being something that like I posted out in Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs group and like I'm still, I still have a book of names. Like I can't get in touch with everybody soon enough and so that's what it's about. It's really just A Mississippi mom who doesn't get out enough, who wants to talk and feel connected to other women in the world, even though I'm weird and don't necessarily fit in.
0: I'm obsessed with that explanation of (laughs) why you started it because you, like so many people, are feeling the exact same way, whether you're in Mississippi or you're in small town. I mean, there's little small towns here in San Diego too. It's like there is a common thread between women and it's just a safe space to be heard, seen, loved on, and just being able to be yourself and be vulnerable. Like these kind of conversations happen, you know, in the chair when I'm doing hair. And I think that's why salons are such a sacred space and why barbershops are too for the boys. Like it's a place where everybody kind of knows, like, this is where we're going to talk. This is where conversation goes down. And I really find in my industry, like if you can have those kind of client experiences, like you've got lifelong clients. And so to open up your vulnerability and to create the space for other people to share their stories, like it's so powerful because just like Ricky Lake or Oprah, like anybody great, Tony Robbins, they're just sharing that we're not alone, that we have a common thread, that we're all seeking something. And at some point in our life, we're not good. Something's off, needs to shift. We need connection. And especially once you become a mom, like those, we could talk about that for hours at this point. Like, I love that. You're like, nothing in my house is mine. I don't have anything, no space, no nothing. And I relate to that so hard. Like I recently, my son's 10 now. And I recently took another travel job with a client out of town. I'm out of town, like three, it's like six days out of the month. And before I left last time, I was really questioning, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this again? Like, it takes me away, yada, yada, yada. And I was talking to one of the girls that was there and she's like, yeah, why are you doing this again? And I said, so I can be alone. I'm all, I get to be alone on the plane. I get to be alone in my room. I get to be alone for parts of the day. Like no one's like, mom, 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 mom. Like, and I thought, okay. Cause there was a calling for me to go back. And I was like, is it just the money or what do you need? Like, what is it that you need? And why are you doing this? And I was like, it's space. And it's some quiet time. And I was like, damn, I got to get on a plane to go to another city so I could have some freaking alone time. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's the season I'm in. I'm just going to own that. But I love that you're, you know, bringing these conversations to light because as women, we need to talk about the things like that, like loss, personal finance, generational wealth, like all of the stuff is relevant. And I, and I don't think when it comes to business, when it comes to spreading light and love that you need to have a niche, I think you being able to just talk to any woman who wants to share their story and get vulnerable is like awesome. So I totally like give you mad credit for just starting and you're totally proof that like, you don't have to know it all. You like research a little something, realize you could use zoom. That's what I'm doing right now with this. Like keep it simple. Stupid is my favorite action. I'm like, it doesn't have to be complicated. So what have you seen from starting the podcast? Like how has this like kind of shifted stuff for you personally? Do you, I mean, I'm sure it brings a lot of fulfillment that you now have the space that's just all yours, but like, what are some of the things that you've like learned from the podcast personally?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, just, and to touch base on that, you know, like not really knowing what I was doing at first, like I, I didn't. Um, but like, Now is the best time to be alive as a human, so you kind of just have bullshit excuses if you act like you can't figure something out. And that's the tough love that I gave myself. I'm like, I tell my kids all the time, like, figure it out, dude, figure it out. Y'all figure, like, you kids had iPhones figured out by, like, a year and a half of life, you know, like, we're not stupid people. So I just realized that I was going to have to just start, you know to start somewhere um but it as far as like what what was the question again actually
0: what what do you what do you feel like you've learned from doing the podcast as far as like personally
1: personally it's been i've learned a lot about just making connections
0: Yeah. yeah
1: um learning how to to just this year for me it's been like expanding like getting out of my comfort zone It's been a big thing for me. Again, going back to that being introverted, you know. So, I've learned that um, there are lots of people out there who you can talk to, um, who you probably have, like, really, really cool connections with if you put yourself out there. It has opened up a lot of opportunity for me. Um, I've met some incredible, incredible women. Um, But ultimately, it's, like, it's just taught me a lot about personal growth, you know. Learning to do something, staying convicted with it, you know, showing up for it, um, opening opening up in different ways that you know I wasn't completely self aware that I could do, and then being able to talk to other people and help them spread their messages, like it's taught me so much because of just, it's just different experiences, you know, it's like a life experience for me, it's a life experience for them, and then there are so many people out there, literally anywhere in the world, anybody that wants to listen to it can listen to it, and it's taught me that we can make such a big impact in such a little way, you know, and for me, it was just showing up and uh, talking about really just whatever anybody wants to talk to me about, and it's, it's, it's become such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful thing. And I'm, I see like a little culture forming and it's like, I'm excited, really excited about it.
0: That's so amazing. So as far as like, you know, just doing the thing it's like when you podcasting to me is going to be, if if anyone's thinking about starting a podcast, just do it, you know, but jump in knowing that like anything consistency is what's going to drive and give you momentum. Like, if you're not someone who sticks to things, podcasting isn't going to be for you. If you're not someone who sees things through podcasting, isn't the jam start with IGTV lives or Facebook lives or something less like, you know, platforming like that. But if you really want to start to build, you know, a brand and awareness and you have something to say, and you want to share messages and, and, and do all that podcasting can really give you access to people that you would never otherwise have access to. And, you know, you and I wouldn't be sitting here having this face-to-face conversation if I didn't have a podcast and if you didn't have a podcast and it like opens doors to be able to have more thoughtful conversations around, you know, your awesome story of being like a stay-at-home mom and trying all these other jobs and doing these things. And then finally you had to have a breakdown to figure out and create some space. Like you said, you had to slow down to speed up and like really go back to what really lights you up, which is the writing. And now you've created a whole business out of it, but you're also building a brand that you're known for something else as well. And I love that because I feel like as hairdressers, like, I think we feel like we have to stick in this bubble and people in the beauty industry, but really you yourself can become a brand that is passionate about so many other things. Like you talk all about mental health a lot, you know, an advocate for breastfeeding. Like there are things that like light you up that you love to talk about that have nothing to do with writing. Like, so it's like being known for somebody who brings kind of conversations like that out and also, hey, I have this agency where I, I can also help you in your business or, you know, because we all work for someone or we have our own job, like majority of people, unless you're stay-at-home mom, so more power to you. But, you know, being able to get that kind of stuff out into the world is so powerful. So I have to give you mad credit for just starting and doing the thing, like even when you didn't know.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, branding. I love how you you mentioned branding. Because I have realized, that I think that's why I have not succeeded at most things. And it's because I realized it's so, It's for most people, like I have squirrel brain. Like I forgot the question you asked me a few minutes ago. Like it's bad. It's bad, Jessica. But <laughs> ultimately, when it's someone like me and your brain works differently, it, you tend to like want to try all these different things. It, you know, you're interested in different things and have different passions. And I, I finally realized <laughs> that I'm just, I am who I am. Can I just get paid for who I am? And that's ultimately what a brand is. Like Oprah. Like I will buy just about anything Oprah puts yeah. out. You know, because yeah. she's Oprah. So like, yeah.
0: I get that too. So hardcore. Like I literally have to focus so hard when I'm interviewing. And also when I'm getting interviewed to not forget the questions. Like I have squirrel brain like a motherfucker too. Like squirrel brain. And it's difficult because I too have multi I'm a, I consider myself a multi passion I have air quotes going right now, entrepreneur, because i love to do different things. And I used to think there was something fucking wrong with me because early in my career, like my main mentors were like, they ate, slept and breathe hair. And I was like, well, but I like to do other things too. Like, does that make me a bad hairdresser? And so I fought that stigma and thought, well, this isn't the career for me for so many years, even though I did well in it, I was like, There's gotta be something else because this, I'm not, I'm not like them, but really what benefited my business was that I had so many outside interests that I brought conversation into the salon for my clients. So they got an experience that wasn't just about hair. And I learned that I could talk about other things that I was passionate about, like health and fitness and like mental health. And, you know, just being aware of all these other things that were going on in the world. It's not just about the hair because often people come in for the hair fix and there's other shit going on. So if they leave, if they're telling you they want to cut their bangs or they want to dye their hair black or they want to chop their hair off, like I learned the hard way. You better have a good deep consultation with them before you cut that girl's ponytail off because she may have just broke up with her boyfriend. Like I have learned all the bad like ways that, you know, it's never just about the hair. Like it's always so much more. And when clients like don't like really don't like their hair, generally they didn't like themselves before they even got there. Like me doing something like, so I think becoming aware of, of that and like being okay with being yourself. Like, that's why I think people are resonating with me as well, because I am just who I am. I am a little bit all over the place. I do a little bit of everything and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of people like us. And so if you're resonating with this, like shoot us a message and tell us that you're like, I'm used. You have squirrel brain. And there's ways to combat that that can you can still get organized. You can still get shit done. You can still do have a podcast and be a squirrel brain and have shiny object syndrome and all of those things. But there's, it's okay to be you. It's okay to be you. It's okay to show up in the messy version of yourself because you're going to be for somebody.
1: Yeah. I've been talking about this a lot lately, the squirrel brain, this shiny object syndrome and we need to normalize it because a lot of us are like this. I think especially, especially women, but especially, especially moms. There's just you have to you have to have your mind on so many different things, you know. And one question, like the biggest question when it comes to um, you know branding in general, like when I speak with people who don't necessarily understand what a brand is, my answer to them is always like you, you're it, you're it. The shit you talk about, the shit that you, that lights you up, the stuff that even you don't like, you know, like the things that you stand for, like that's what draws people to you. And then if you have something that, that they need or want, like you, you're it, that's all, that's like, that's the brand and it just happens to be the shit that you have that, you know, they need in their life, um that makes you the money is my theory. So I think it's awesome that you are embracing like all the different avenues, all your different interests, because it is, it's like for the longest time, especially like when I was in anything multi-level marketing or something where they wanted all of my attention and didn't want me to see all the other shiny objects. It was like so discouraged, you know, it was like, well, you know, you need to like hustle, hustle, hustle at this specific thing until you reach this specific goal. And then you can start something new when the reality is, it's like multi-passionate. There's so many fucking multi-passionate people. I was actually featured um, in Amanda and I don't know if you know her, Amanda Rose. She's a business coach and I was featured on her website and that's what they, t- they titled me is multi-passionate because I can't fucking talk about just one thing. Like I'm an emotional person. I love so much shit. And if, if you resonate with that and we can work together, let's do it. But I love that you, that you touch base on that because I don't think it's normalized yet. Like
0: to be able to work with someone who is very like-minded, like you, like you posted something and I don't even know how you phrased the question. So you said something about coffee yesterday and I responded and I think I wrote, duh, that's me. Or I said something like smart ass back. And I was just like, you, when you work and when you build a team, like you need like-minded people who just like you. and get you. If I was to be partnered with somebody who was very strategic and very like technical and very wordy, like we wouldn't vibe, we wouldn't vibe. They wouldn't be able to write like me. They wouldn't be able to find my voice. Like there's so much of the stuff that you guys get in emails and, and you know, a lot of the outside lineup for my podcast stuff is written by somebody else for me in my voice though. And like, that's not cheating. That's like getting ahead. That's learning to delegate and learning to outsource. Like if someone is better at something than me. I want them on my team. Like, and that's the, the cool thing about hiring somebody like you and and your company to do what, what you do. Um, because honestly, like, yes, I'm interested in all the things, but I don't necessarily want to do all the things when it comes to the stuff in my business. There's like, I was telling her, I love to write, but I also am not consistent enough with it. It comes with, it comes in spurts for me in that creative flow. Like if you guys see a good post from me, that was probably like 5.30 AM after the second cup of coffee kicked in. And I'm probably sitting on the toilet. Like, let's be honest, like, right. But that doesn't happen all the time. Cause at five o'clock on like a Sunday, my VA writes me, I need this, this, and this. And I'm like, I don't, I can't even write a whole sentence right now, you know, or like, so just in all fairness, like that, that is where like having stuff mapped out and having people on your team who are like you, like, so Again, I think we started this with hashtag weirdos unite. Like we come in all shapes and sizes and some of us look more normal than other ones, but it's usually just because we're being vague. No, <laughs> like, it's the Botox. Okay. Um, but, and I did highlight my own hair last night. Nobody can see my part of the video, but I did have foils in my own hair last night in my bathroom at 10 o'clock at night. That's probably when I should have been writing copy, not coloring my own hair, but you know, That's that's life. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. You got to do what you got to do when you can do it. But building a team, hiring the right people, that's where you guys can hit her up. And if you have any questions about that, if you're thinking about creating something, you're getting stuck on how to put it out there, like she can help you get the get the right things out to the people that need to see them. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, I think either of us would love to answer questions. Um, I think both of us, I'll speak for you probably would say just do it start it try it see if it's a right fit if you don't like it don't do it but if it's something that feels good I mean you're gonna suck the first couple ones are gonna suck mine sucked and they get better it gets easier it becomes more fun and it's really just the best way to connect with other people especially women
1: I totally agree yeah if you have a smartphone you can have a podcast it's that easy like just the voice memos will do post that shit
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a there's an app called Anchor where you literally like record, send it in, and upload it, and it's done. Like it's so simple. Uh, Okay. What can we leave everybody with? Have you have you had some good advice given to you over the years as far as just like life or business? And who are you following as far as like inspiration that gets you like hyped these days?
1: Yeah. So um, as far as who you said advice, hold on. Let me go back to that part. Um, well, this is kind of my own advice. <laughs> also, I've also been given it, it by my business coach as well and some other ones that I look up to. But it's just be unapologetically you. Unapologetically you. Like, I I didn't know anything about that. Like, I, I was, like, such a boyfriend and, like, human chameleon is what I call it. Like, trying to adjust to the shade or whatever people I was around. And then when i met my husband we're like polar opposites like i i thought we were just kind of shagging like booty buddies so i was completely myself i'm like because he's gonna he's gonna leave at some point anyway they all do but because i was so myself that's who he fell in love with and i'll never forget him telling me like the unap like you no, he said i love you because you were just unapologetically you and that like completely shook me it shook me to the core and so since then I've learned to become that, but I've also had every mentor that like I've been involved with, that's what's drawn me to them as well, is how unapologetic they are for what they believe in. Um, And so that's been some of the best advice that I've been given and it's, you know, that whole hashtag weirdos unite, like that's, that's what makes me stand out. And so I would encourage you if you're in business, I mean, everybody's in business. So just unapologetically be you. Um, because that's the only way to stand, stand out in like this sea of influencers. Cause everybody wants to make a living online these days, you know? And then as far as who I'm following, I have, um, my personal business coach is Brooks Schultz. I love her. She's wonderful. Um, but outside of her, like I have a whole list of like dream like those ones I can't wait to work with at some point. They're on my bucket list. Um, so Christy Avis is someone that I follow that I'm just like, I'm in love with her. And I think she knows that. Um, and then I love Andrea Franco. She is just so fierce and like the epitome of unapologetic and just a complete powerhouse. Just amazing. Like like a zero, hundred thousand 000 dollars in debt to a millionaire self-made in less than two or two years, like right at the mark. Um, And then there's Kelly, and I always fuck her last name up, but I think it's Malahack. I don't know, but you can find all them on Instagram. They're just amazing. And they're still relatively small, I guess, in the world of things, but they're big to me, so. Oh, I forgot, I'm not muted, but you're muted.
0: Hopefully we can put all those people's names in the show notes so you guys can follow those people and and find inspiration as well, because I think sharing where we get inspiration from, if you resonate with us, what we've been talking about today, like you'll probably love who we follow too. Um, So again, you guys, she has a podcast called just women talking shit. Be sure to tune in, subscribe to that one because I'm sure it's epic and the conversations and all the people you're going to have on their future, Oprah, Ricky Lake. It's the Jackie show. Yes. Um, do you go by Jackie or do you go by Jacqueline? What do you prefer?
1: So I prefer Jacqueline. Okay.
0: My cousin's name is Jackie and she she asks us to call her Jack. Like Jack. I, I refuse to call you Jack.
1: I have people that call me Jack. I, everybody likes to call you what they want to call you, even when they ask you what you want to be called. So okay. I prefer Jacqueline, but most people call me Jackie. Got
0: it. I love it. I know people do that to me all the time. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we can follow you on just women talking shit and on your Instagram. So what is your Instagram? Tell them the peeps. Is it just your name?
1: It's just my name, Jacqueline Cotton, C-O-T-T-E-N, but we'll, I'm sure we'll drop it down below.
0: Well, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes, you guys. If you love this episode, share your takeaways, tell us what you thought. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, rate, and review, and check out Jacqueline's podcast as well, because I sure will be, because I want to hear some women talking some shit. We'll see you guys on the next one.
1: Brains, greats,